Welcome all, we are back to review episode 904, Jumping Off, Jumping In, written by Marsha Younger, the new showrunner and the man who began the comeback of Odyssey. First of all, in this episode, it's nice to see that Wit has established a relationship not just with the kids, but also with the parents around Odyssey, around the town. He is the center of the town in many ways, and it's very obvious to see that is still the case, even to this day. A little bit later on, Carla is asking Wit about a kid named Jay, and that reinforces the fact that they've only been in Odyssey for a very short time. They just moved, although for us listeners, they've been in the show for years already. This is the hindrance that comes from having only 24 episodes a year, 12 of which can't be anything important. I'm really hoping that soon they'll switch to maybe a 36-episode-a-year format where maybe four albums come out, four six-part albums come out, along with the 12-episode Club Adventures. I think that will clear up a lot of problems that people have as well. In the next scene, Wit is talking to Wyatt, and it's really fascinating to see just how much he relates to him. He's not talking down to Wyatt. He's treating him like an adult, but still talking on his level. It's a very fine balance, and Marsha Younger and Andre Stoykin nail it in this scene. And then there's a reminder that Jay is a great character, and it is very like Jay to be entertained by the escapades of a manic child. The two flashback scenes are obviously very humorous, and I appreciated those a lot. I still remember hearing the drowning scene for the first time. It's dramatic by itself, but then the feeling that there's even more to it when Wit, Wit says, there's something you're not telling me, it just adds kind of a mystery element to it that I wasn't expecting. The resolution wasn't what I was expecting, that's for sure. I, I didn't know what to expect. But it didn't leave me disappointed, and uh, well, we'll get there in a minute. The idea of a fun day turning into a tragedy is a startling and moving one, one that I've considered often. The unfairness. Everybody's out having a good time, and then tragedy strikes. It's life, but it's also very sobering. It's a very sobering thought. Marsha Younger, I think, recognizes this, and he will go on to use it in an even more powerful way in the next album. Obviously, getting into the nitty-gritty of the drowning scene, Wyatt's voice over the sound effects of swimming is just incredibly moving. Him dragging her back up to the shore, Jay and Cooper's help, it's all amazing. They nail it in this episode. A little bit later... Wit goes to Cooper's house to ask him a few questions, and there's just one thing that seems a little bit off. Wit asks Cooper, you know, what happened at the lake, and Cooper just launches right into the story, and there's something that seems a little too quick. It caught me off guard a little bit. I still remember from my first listen years ago, and I wonder if some dialogue got cut there for time. It's in Cooper's version of the story that we first hear Jay's calls for help. Whit Hertford does an amazing job as Jay and his acting, uh, crying for help and in panic, is just incredible. Uh, Whit's questions to Cooper after the flashback scene did confuse me a little bit. Because to me it seemed like he was implying that the whole thing didn't happen, but obviously things are cleared up very quickly thereafter. Wyatt and Wit's next conversation is very humorous. Wyatt's line about the Bible being a pretty reliable source. (laughs) That's great. The way Wit goes through David's story, the incredible things he did, but also tying in the Psalms, feels like a very classic Odyssey thing to do. Marshall Younger is coming in very strong here. I liked most of his episodes when he was a freelancer, but 
and he starts batting a thousand when he comes on as showrunner. I mentioned Jay's panic a minute ago. The, the panic in the final version of the drowning scene is even more pronounced. Jay getting frustrated at Wyatt, Wyatt saying, you know, stop yelling at me. All that is great. And then when Jay launches into the yells that we heard before, and Cooper's line comes at a distance this time, it's all just very top-notch. It adds to the experience. Really, really great job there. I really was not a fan of the album before this, album 69, with the exception of For a Song, but they just start out extremely strong with this first episode of album 70. That's why I believe this is the beginning of the comeback. Wyatt's motion after the flashback is incredible. The music behind him is perfect. The fact is Wyatt saved her, but he still feels like he let her die. And that's something that I don't think about a lot, but there are probably a lot of people who have gone through similar things that feel a similar way. Jay's behavior after the drowning scene when he says that Wyatt was nothing like his dad at first to me seemed a little bit too cruel. Jay seemed like he was acting a little bit out of character. However, I think the implication is that Jay feels terrible because he didn't, he, he couldn't do anything to help Bridget. The guilt of that, I believe, is what's driving him here. Misery loves company sort of thing. When Wyatt explains to his family, great job, great acting from Keely Marshall, Carla's acting is a little bit off. I feel that's unfortunately a continuous problem. Uh, it's one of the reasons why I'm not as big a fan of The Protector. She's fine, but there are things with her acting that catch me just about every time. Uh, next, the abduction scene, Bridget kidnapping Jay is hilarious. That's great. And I don't know that it's totally realistic that a near-drowning victim would get back in the water so soon, but the execution of the final scene is so great, I, I don't really care. When they get back in the water, Jay's snarky, are you okay? And her snapping back, I'm fine. That's great dialogue. It shows that she's not ready to do what she's about to do. And the whole scene that follows is obviously a repeat of the earlier drowning scene with Bridget drowning, Wyatt saving her. But what really gets me is Jay's cries for help. They're so desperate and so much like what we heard earlier in this episode. It's a tone from Jay that I don't think we've heard before this episode. And the callback to that just makes this whole thing perfect. The end, the finale of the episode is very touching. And, and I remember from the first time it surprised me a bit that it was over so soon. But I guess it makes sense. It just seemed a little bit abrupt the first time. I think it works though. Chris's disclaimer at the end undercuts the story just a little bit. I hadn't really actually thought about the fact that Wyatt shouldn't have done what he did, and I guess that's why the disclaimer was there. I wish it didn't have to be there, because it does kind of take away. But in spite of it, this was a great episode and a perfect start for this podcast. I still remember a lot of my first reaction to this episode. I had been working on a project for school when I saw that it came out, and uh, obviously could not concentrate on the project with the story going, so I started getting ready for church. I still remember listening to it and coming to each new revelation as it came. The fact that many of my memories of first listening to this episode are so vivid goes to show just how good this story is. Well done to everyone involved. This was great. I honestly did not think I'd have this many thoughts, and I may not on the next few, but I'd forgotten just how much I like this one. Uh, that's all for now, and until next time, don't forget to look to the future. Music